Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Happy Time, Happy Money Podcast. Working in a marketing industry, I recognize that the most often problem I hear is that I don't have money or I don't have time. And then I realized I can help you with both, so why wait? This is not your typical create budgeting spreadsheet podcast. My goal for this podcast is to spread education around time, money, crypto, blockchain in the simplest language possible. Tune in and enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome back to our new version of Happy Time and Happy Money podcast. Today, we are going to have a little longer interview, and uh, this is the shift that we made in New Year's. So welcome our first guest in this awesome long interview with Tyler Bosetti. And Tyler is a co-founder of Zero Pretend, a real estate developer. Tyler educates people in how to gain access to zero and low interest capital to eliminate high interest bad debt scale their business, build passive income streams, and make investments into crypto and real estate. Wow, there is so much going on here, but we will get into each thing later. Hi, and welcome, Tyler. Hey there. Thank you so much, Victoria, for having me, and excited to be the first guest on a longer show here. <laughs> Absolutely. So as always, it's never changing for long or short fun versions. I, we still would love to know more about you. How did you start it on what inspired you? Like, just give us your story. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully I will not be long-winded with this and I'll get, you know, straight to the main points as far as a little bit about me, why I do what I do and, and ultimately inspire others to do what they wish to do. So I originally grew up in a really small town uh, named Mechanicsburg, Ohio, literally a thousand people in that town. And, you know, just a, a typical small rural town here in Ohio. I lost my father when I was eight years old to, you know, a pretty tragic house fire. So that really kind of, you know, was immediate adversity in my life. And really what kind of initially sparked my drive and my really overall like mentality that I have now when it comes to like work ethic, finances, the power of money, the power of investments. And I found uh, a lot of growth through, through that, right. Through that process, losing a father at a young age and, and not really having like much mentorship or guidance growing up. I found that guidance and I found that also additional discipline through running. I fell in love with running in the middle of my high school career. I, I started running cross country and track and it was really like the you versus you mentality, right? Like it, there, there's, you know, not those excuses that you can make if you are in sports or you enjoy sports where, you know, your teammate didn't pass you the ball or, you know, your coach did something wrong. Like in running, it's pretty simple, right? Like you train hard, you run faster, you get better or you don't, right? So in high school, I was very driven around like my sophomore, junior year, I really started loving, loving running. And my intention was to go to a division one school and, and run and compete. And I ended up attending uh, a small college, Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio. And I was going to walk onto the running team, but realized that, you know, I had to work during college and cover my expenses. And literally like the first weekend I was there, I realized, okay, this is not for me. I want like the college experience, being able to like party, hang out with friends. I, 
you know, I'm very extroverted. Also, you know, I think we're all introverted and extroverted, but to make a long story short, I just realized immediately, this is not the right environment for me to, to really be fulfilled and, and reach my potential, if you will. So I transferred to Ohio State University after one year, which was always my dream, right? Growing up in a small town, a rural town, not really motivating, if you will, right? So I went from literally like this tiny little town to the biggest university. And I wouldn't say there was like a shock, but there's definitely was like uh, inspiration, right? Like going into the campus and these classrooms with hundreds of people and, uh, and met some great people, right? Met some great college friends. And during that time, I was working full-time, going to college full-time and came across this awesome opportunity of the mortgage industry where uh, I was really just doing like a very entry-level sales job. And I had about uh, three-fourths of my college completed. So I was literally like half a year or a year based on classes that I would be taking to be finished with college. And with this, this opportunity in the mortgage industry, I decided to drop out, pursue a career in the mortgage industry. I felt like it was the ultimate right decision for me. I was never like the the student type person, right? Like I always dreaded school and I worked hard and got, you know, pretty decent grades, but I spent five years in the mortgage industry, learned a lot, was involved in over 4,000 real estate transactions. And that's when I started to really learn the power of finance, the power of credit, the power of building relationships in a business and, and, and really put in a lot of work to then take another calculated risk and partnering up with my business partner, Jeff. We co-founded our company, 0% which like you mentioned, we help people acquire 0% and low interest capital and, and leverage their personal business credit to you know, start a business or eliminate high interest debt. 80% of people are paycheck to paycheck because of high interest debt. So if we're able to help them eliminate that bad debt or use other people's money to finally start that business, to grow their income and make investments, then they can become financially independent, right? We can put systems and processes in place for them to consistently earn passive income, like true passive income, right? Where you can do what you want with your time. You know, I, growing up in a, a rural town with not many, you know, driven people, if you will, not many people that valued money or valued investments, you know, it really opened my eyes putting in the real work, right? Putting in the work of running ultra marathons, working full-time during college, making sacrifices to, you know, still have fun. But instead of partying every weekend, I was putting in the other work, right? I was trying to put myself in the best position possible and create that adversity to learn and grow, right? And I truly believe that if your finances are in order, you understand how to make money, you know how to invest money, then you can do what you wish with your time, right? And you can spend your time with the people that you actually love and that you actually care about. And, you know, money can solve a lot of problems if you do the right thing with it. So, you know, to this date here and, and the recording of uh, end of November, 2021, Again, we have our consulting company through digital products and services and webinars, and we have our two hedge funds, our crypto hedge fund and our real estate fund. I'm sitting here at WeWork in Columbus, Ohio, and this is where we have our, our real estate development company, where we're consistently acquiring deals. And then we, again, have our hedge fund and our main headquarters of the office down in Miami, Florida. And we have about 60 uh, employees now when we're looking to literally double the size of the company in the next 12 months. And yeah, I'm just super grateful. Uh, I truly believe in getting around the right people and, uh, and consistently growing each and every single day. It's not a matter of when adversity is going to hit. It's a matter of when it's going to hit. So really just, you know, doing what I can to 
consistently grow my mindset, you know, always work on my body, work on the business, work on my spirituality and do what I can to, to help others live the life that they want to live. So that's a little bit about me, Victoria. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, you know, it's like I got just question hit when you were sharing that you consistently working and, you know, you love to be around people. And I think that's one of the most important thing is to really have that support and allies. But what do you think is like top three characteristic that you adopted to create that lifestyle in the business and the life that you love? Yeah, that's a, that's a phenomenal question. I think number one is, is work ethic. Like, you know, there's going to be times where you have to put in 16 hours. There has to be times where you may only need to put in 60 minutes, but each and every single day, there's going to have to be some type of work that needs to be done, whether that's like actual work on your business or actual spirituality work or, or mindset work, or, you know, working on your body, going to the gym. But I think number one is, is work ethic. And thankfully growing up with, you know, my father passing away, it really shocks people when I say this, but it's, it's one of the greatest things that ever happened to me because I saw my mom work two to three jobs and, um, and, and the second piece is self-awareness, right? So yes, you can work a lot. Yes, you can put in all the hours that you possibly want. But the second piece, in my opinion, is self-awareness, right? Self-awareness enough to know that, hey, I need to drop out of college to go pursue the mortgage industry because not only was I making money, not only was I one of the fastest growing loan officers in the country, but I was self-aware enough to know that I was betting on myself, right? Hey, worst case scenario, I'll just go back to college, right? I'm self-aware enough that I don't need to run every decision by everyone else. I know in my gut that this is the right decision for me. And, you know, last but not least, I think is, is empathy, right? Like I thankfully am in a spot where because of work ethic, because of self-awareness, because of doing the day in and day out work each and every single day, I'm in a spot where I don't have to hypothetically work ever again, right? My passive income and my investments and things that I've done over the last decade, quote unquote, set for life, right? But I'm empathetic enough to know that people are counting on me, right? And I'm counting on myself. I'm counting on myself to show up for our team, show up for our clients and inspire others because I know what it's like to not really come from anything, if you will. But I also know that even if you come from everything, it doesn't matter, right? Like at the end of the day, yes, money solves a lot of problems. And I think that people should have their, like most problems actually arise in my opinion from finances, from a lack of financial illiteracy. So I'm empathetic enough to know that, yes, that can solve problems, but there's also this other side of work that needs to be done on yourself uh, and on your spirituality and doing the right thing. So I think those are the three things when it comes to characteristics is a work ethic, self-awareness and, and being empathetic. Mm -hmm. I love it because I got run into the statistic where they will compare uh, successful CEOs with, you know, people that are not at those levels. And one of it, like you mentioned, it was empathy. It's just a high emotional intelligence and self-awareness around, okay, how am I doing things? Am I, am, I, am I going to the right direction or where do I need to shift? Where do I need to, you know, get a feedback and pivot? Absolutely. Totally. Let's get, let's go into real estate. So how, tell us more of like, how do you start? Let's say, you know, like, I don't know much about it. Like, where do I go? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, uh, a lot of people know this already, but the most amount of millionaires have been made 
through real estate and it's understanding, you know, how and why, right? Like, how, how do you didn't over, over, overcome that now? There's a crypto nut in the first one. Is it yeah. before the real estate is a crypto now? Probably, probably start to like the scale a little out back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get into the topic of crypto. I think that the biggest opportunity yeah. uh, in our lifetime is definitely cryptocurrency. But, you know, history has shown for the mm -hmm. last thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years that human beings have been alive and, and measuring wealth, like history books. And if you're religious, you know, religious writings basically show people's wealth, if you will, it's measured through property. It's measured right. through land and real estate. So number one, it's saying, hey, I'm self-aware enough to know that I don't need to be necessarily a real estate expert. It should hypothetically be a part of my portfolio in some nature. It doesn't have to be the main piece of your portfolio or the main piece of your investments or where you spend your time, your energy, your money. But number one, it's okay. History has shown that. And, and why is that? And how do I get started? Number one, how do you get started? Really simple, right? Number one is you can actively do it yourself like I am where I've put in a decade of work of, you know, making connections, networking with realtors, with lenders, with other investors, watching podcasts, listening to YouTube videos, right? And actually going to take action on it, or you can passively do it where, you know, to be very honest and blunt with people, most people should actually passively do it. They should be spending their time, number one, on their business in order to grow their income, right? Or if they have a great job already, how can I consistently grow my income through podcasts, through content, through making that extra sales call? What is your highest income producing activity? You don't necessarily need to be the absolute expert when it comes to actively doing anything, right? So if you know that and you're self-aware enough to know, hey, yes, I could go make more money if I go deploy my time and energy into actively doing it but you're also leaving a huge opportunity cost by not just focusing and growing and deploying all of your energy and money into your business. So you grow your income. When you grow your income, then you can make investments. So number one is, hey, let's do it ourselves and put in the work or we don't have to. And I can lend money to, let's say, Tyler or somebody else that you know to earn passive income or to get equity in a deal. And you literally own real estate with them. And why? Is real estate, in my opinion, the best overall long-term investment? Uh, number one is cash flow, right? Like it actually produces monthly net cash flow. Number two is you can use other people's money and other people's time. So if I'm actively doing it, I can go raise money and 100% finance deals. Or you can go use 0% capital and you know use that to passively invest with somebody, right? The third reason, arguably the most powerful, and this is where you know, that argument of crypto and real estate really comes into play, in my opinion, is the tax advantages, right? Taxes are the biggest expense people ever have in their lifetime, especially in the United States. So how can we leverage our business and crypto and other assets that will exponentially grow, but then take those profits and roll it into a real estate deal? And we have a huge tax savings because of that, right? Whether that's through what's called like an opportunity zone fund, where there's tax advantages or whether that's through depreciation or cost segregation study where you can accelerate all those tax expenses. I'm getting into a little bit of the jargon here, but the key in my opinion is the massive tax advantages of real estate, right? And then last but not least, uh, you know, I can go and list 10 other things, but 
is appreciation, right? The property goes up hypothetically in value each year. Yes, it can crash. Yes, it can correct itself. But why real estate is exploding and will likely continue to appreciate, you know, on average, it grows in value by three to 5% each year, which typically keeps up with inflation. But as I'm sure you know, and as I'm sure the listeners know, over 40% of our money supply in the United States was printed off since COVID. So what does that mean? That means the value of the US dollar is decreasing in value and it has almost 95 to I believe 98% in the last hundred years. So if we can deploy that US fiat currency into cash flowing tax advantage assets that are going up in value over time, then our cash is not losing 15 to 20% of its value like it is going to and like it's projected to not to mention we're going to likely see double digit inflation, right? So not only can you force appreciate where you can fix the property, make it worth more, but naturally, hypothetically over time, it's going to, you know, going to become more valuable. And that's why I believe real estate should be a part of everyone's portfolio at some time. And when I say at some time, most people that are in their twenties or their thirties, like I, I truly do believe 99.9% .9 of those people need to put all their time, all their energy, all their money back into themselves through mentors, masterminds, going to events, getting coaches, putting that into their business to get an office, to grow their team into marketing. Because hypothetically on paper, that's going to make them more income. That's going to make them more fulfilled and, and not create distractions. But eventually you got to get that income to roll into cash flowing, tax deferred and or tax advantage assets that appreciate over time, which is real estate. So a little bit of a long-winded answer, but that is why I'm, I'm really passionate about and, and why the data, in my opinion, shows that you got to have some real estate in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So tell us like, what's the, uh, basically, let's say I have money and now I want to reinvest in real estate. What is the like one, two, three, what's the different things that you can do with it? First one, yeah. I just would go to somebody like you and just like lend the money and say, okay, do whatever. I don't know what to do. It's like, what do you do if you want to do it? Invite you follow me, your host, Victoria, on Instagram. Give me some love by clicking follow button so you can get more tips on how to have a purposeful and profitable life. Link in the description below. And now we go back to our interview. Yeah, if you want to, let, let's let's touch briefly on if you want to actively do it. How I got started is I did what's called the house hack model, uh -huh. where I purchased a duplex property here in Columbus, Ohio. I used the down payment assistance program. So I literally got the down payment for free through the lender because I was a first time home buyer, or you can get loan products putting a little as 3% or even 3.5% down, which most people are aware of. But hypothetically, you go buy in a perfect world, you buy a two to four unit property where you put as little money down, right? Or you use a down payment assistance program. You live in one side of the property and you rent out the other property units, right? The other side I rented out and I had a roommate come live with me. I had three bedrooms, two baths. So the tenants were paying me like $1,500 a rent. My buddy was paying me like $500 and my taxes, my insurance, my mortgage payment, everything included was right around $2,000. And I lived in a $300,000 asset property, right? That was going up in value each year. And so I was not only living for free, worst case scenario, I would have been living for, you know, $500, right? But also where things get really lucrative now is, hey, maybe you just live in one side, rent it out 
to somebody else and then you save up money or or you go get access to 0% you know credit or capital for your business and you go put that as a down payment on the second property the third property the fourth property and then eventually over time another main reason why I love real estate is then you can refinance with a bank tap into the equity that you've built and the property's worth more now that's a down payment and tax free money that you can deploy into the next property now the second option which uh, I believe was your question is okay if I'm sitting on you know, 25, 50, $100,000, what do I do with it? How do I actually invest with somebody? There's really two ways to invest uh, or a blend of both. Number one, you say, hey, Tyler, here's $50,000. And you and I would sign, you know, specific legal documents where I'm deploying that money into one property or multiple properties. And we have an agreement on what's called a debt return, right? I'm paying you out a, a specific percent that I'm promising to pay you, right? And it's a real asset. So if I steal your money or you never hear from me again or the deal goes sideways, at least there's an asset in place. If I screw up the deal, which you know, thankfully I've never done that and I've paid back hundreds of our investors exactly what I said I was going to pay them, you know, you, you're getting that debt return. So if someone says, Hey, here's here's fifty thousand dollars, I'll pay them back, you know, fifty-nine or you know, whatever that percentage is based on that investment, and that's passive income that you earned, or you can invest into somebody's deal and you do like a profit share. If you sell the property, hey, we're gonna split the profits. Or you can even do what's called a syndication where you're getting equity in the deal, let's say, which is where we're at right now, we're starting to scale in these much larger development deals, building 100 plus unit apartment complexes where I need to go put 20, 25% down, but we're talking about 20, 30, 40, $50 million that I'm doing on these projects. And sure, I could go put the 20, 25% down myself, but instead I would rather go raise that money from people like you give you equity in that deal. So now I can have one, two, three, four massive projects going on. And now you have equity tax advantages. You're getting rent checks coming in every month or every quarter, and you can focus on your business. You can focus on making that extra $50,000 that year to invest into the next one, into the next one, right? And you literally own that real estate alongside people. So again, there's two ways or a blend of them where you're getting paid a preferred return. You know, you invest X amount of money, you're getting paid out X amount of money back plus interest in a certain amount of time or per project. And then secondly is a blend of both where you're getting rent checks coming in, but you actually own the property with somebody. You get the tax advantages. You literally own the real estate with that person, but you have to trust them. You have to make sure that they're credible and you know that they're actually going to fulfill on that project. That is so cool. Well, that that is much more clear, I guess now, you know, we, we're going to understand that those who are not in real estate and once you get in, thank you for your answer. And how, you know, I want to touch on still on crypto as we don't have that much time because I know your vision is to build hedge funds that manage, you know, crypto and real estate. How did you got into crypto? And like, what are you, what is your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, kind of coming back to the data of let's understand financial literacy. Let's understand money and fiat currency. Since the history of time of governments, of empires that have been, you know, like the Roman empire and, and all these powerful countries like the United States, you know, the history books show us and the data shows us that every fiat currency crashes over time. And why is that? It's simple supply and demand economics, right? If you continue Let's say there's only a million people in the world and Apple, you know, they, they go and, and make a million phones, right? And everyone has a phone, right? And then they go make a million more phones and there's only 
an increase in population by 100,000 people, well, the more supply of anything, whether it's a pack of gum, a phone, or, or a dollar bill, the more supply and the equal or lesser demand, the value of that or the price of that goes down over time, right? The reasoning why we're seeing houses be extremely quote unquote inflated or worth way more and people are bidding like crazy because there's low supply and high demand, right? It's the same thing for any other object or any other service or product or currency, right? So why is crypto coming in and disrupting that? Because you're removing the middleman, you're removing the bank that's printing off money, you're removing that government and, and the feds in this example for the United States that can just print off whatever money they want, right? Whenever they want. So whenever you print off over 40% of your money supply, right? And in 12 months, well, guess what? There's going to be a lot of money sitting on the sidelines where it's getting deployed into assets like the stock market, like real estate, and now into cryptocurrency. And, and that, that results in inflation. So number one, in my personal opinion, everyone should consider, this is not financial advice, I should consider five to 10% of their liquid net worth to, to be deployed, in my personal opinion, into Bitcoin, because it's the only asset that is truly fixed. You can go buy more, excuse me, you can go buy land and build more houses. You can knock down a, a 10 unit building and go build a hundred unit, right? You can go mine more gold, right? They could hit a gold mine today and there's more gold, right? The point I'm getting at is whenever there's inflation, whenever there's money supply being printed, you have to hedge that, right? And what's going to be really cool is not only removing the middleman with banks, with title companies, with all these massive industries, but also what's going to be cool is how that can integrate into other asset classes like real estate and NFTs. And, uh, and with crypto, I think it's the biggest you know, wealth transfer that we'll ever see. And I think that we're in, to use an analogy here of baseball, I think we're like literally in the third inning of what crypto and blockchain and NFTs and that whole space, I think we're nowhere near where we're going to be in the next decade. Yeah, you know, many, I mean, there is a couple countries that already accepted Bitcoin, like Venezuela, that are official cryptocurrency, but also many, many countries are moving towards that, creating their own, like China and other things. But more, like you said, for real estate, there are tokenization projects where they tokenize the buildings and you can own. So what it does, what it solves the problem is the ownership, because with that still with the land and normal like documents things get lost and fixed and whatever people create all the all kinds of things but on the blockchain and through crypto like non-fungible tokens you can own a piece of a let's say i don't know apartment in the real estate building and it's it's yours everybody knows it's yours until you transfer that token. you hit a great that's amazing I mean, it solves the problems it solves a huge problems yeah, and for people that have no idea how this will get integrated, I'll give uh, a prime example here. Like, no joke, I literally just closed on a property before we hopped on this podcast, right? And I closed on a couple other properties last week. And prime example, I was selling a property, right? And the three previous sellers, I'm talking there was already three transactions. And for some crazy reason, they were trying to state that there was a lien on the property, a judgment on the property. In other words, I, Tyler Bosetti, and or my entity owes money 
to somebody, whether it's the city, whether it's taxes. And it wasn't the case. It was actually an issue from three other sellers and it was never caught in the three other transactions, right? So blockchain technology in particular is going to immediately identify that this person or entity owes the mortgage company money, they owe insurance, they owe taxes, or there was a fine or a fee that wasn't paid. And that would have been caught hypothetically. Uh, my, my assumption would be in a day, worst case scenario, if not in a couple of hours or in a couple of minutes, right? Yeah. Instead, it was caught of the day of closing. So what happened, we had to go through, call the city, get all this paperwork together, send everything over. And then we closed on the property and the funds weren't dispersed in time. So I had over $70,000 expected to come into my account because of the holiday time, because of all of this you know, nonsense that we had to go through on the last day, which we had 30 days, right? I didn't get my funds until seven days later, right? Mm -hmm. And so blockchain accelerates all that, which I'm sure you're aware of, but that's like a true example, in my opinion, not to mention if I had investors money in that deal, it could have been through an NFT, which they would have gotten their money out quicker, or they could say, hey, I'm going to actually just sell this NFT. I've made the money I want to make. I want to sell my NFT to Victoria and they can come up with whatever price they want for it, right? Or that price goes up in, in value as I become more valuable, as the real estate property becomes more valuable. And that's where I think it gets really fun and absolutely disruptive in, in every industry. Yeah, it's digitalizing, you know, the all this paperwork that's still been going on. And it's there's a lot of human errors that be possible, like, you caught the mistake on the 30 days. That's insane. I mean, that is just, you know, it keeps me always moving to toward directions of uh, tokenization, which is means, which means just digitalizing everything and make it automated. Yeah, but we don't have more time going to that today. Absolutely, we'll go into the next series, but I would love to for you, Taylor, to share how our audience can find you, how they can learn more from you. And I know you have a free gift for us today. Yeah, just go ahead and share. Yeah, really the last thing I, I want to leave everyone with on the audience is investing in yourself, right? Like that's that's the you know biggest question I get all the time is how do I get to the next level personally, professionally, financially? And it's a question I ask myself every day is like, how do I get better? How do I serve others? How do I make sure that I'm showing up powerfully? And you know, that's putting in the real work, right? That's putting time, energy, effort, and money back into yourself through coaches, through mentors, through reading books. Obviously, they're listening to this podcast for a reason, but data shows that if you actually deploy money into something, right, you're taking a calculated risk and, and that is, you, you know, proven to be right. So invest in yourself, invest in your business and everything will grow from there. I'm, I'm very confident of that. But as far as connecting with me, I'm on essentially every social media platform, very active on Instagram. I put out pretty consistent content on YouTube, a couple of videos around mindset, around money, investing, and also active on Twitter as well. So if there's any way that you guys, you know, have questions for me, definitely reach out to me on those social media platforms. And then we also have our, our website and my personal website as well, which I'm sure all the links are going to be below this video. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I know you also have a free gift. That is the webinar. And we're also going to link that. And I know is that you're going to learn and how to use other people's money, time in order to start or scale your short-term 
rental portfolio. So that is going to be also whatever you're watching or listening to this episode, it's probably down to scroll it. And there's going to be a link to the episode page where you click and that will take you to the whole information and all the links that we mentioned in this episode. And I want to thank you for watching and listening and be here with us today and uh, just have an amazing week and I'll see you in the next week. Bye. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Tyler. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for the listening to this episode. And if you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at happytimehappymoney.com.